the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. Mike Gallagher sees Trump's momentum building. The Rasmussen presidential approval rating is out. Rasmussen has Trump's approval rating today at 51%. Notably, at the same stage of his first term, Obama had a 44% approval rating. These are not numbers you're going to hear from Chuck Todd. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. In what ways are American liberties under attack? Well, you can find out the answer to that question and more by streaming Morality in the 21st Century at SalemNow.com. It's a look into tough social and moral issues we face today as a country. And right now, by using promo code Minneapolis, you can save 20% at SalemNow.com. Just past 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon here in the Twin Cities, forecast from the Homestead Road Weather Center, mostly sunny, high of 83. Hour 2, Mitchburg on a Sunday for the Narn, starting right now here on The Patriot. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, uh, going on 19 years of dominating Twin Cities B-list bloggers. Uh, still at it, by the way, uh, back at a time when a lot of people who used to write blogs said, oh, I'll just use Facebook and Twitter. That'll work. How's that working out for you? Huh? <laughs> Tired of being shadow banned? The only person who shadow bans me on Shot in the Dark to Info is, well, me. And it's rare that I have to ban commenters there uh, because I actually believe in open uh, free discourse, unlike Facebook or Twitter or or whatever social media, YouTube or whatever other social media platform that some of the more short-sighted among you all uh, adopted 10 years ago. He who laughs last laughs most smugly. <laughs> That's me. I freely admit it. Hey, I'm I'm being facetious to some extent here, of course. Nothing smug about it. I just I enjoy writing. I enjoy writing on my own platform. I enjoy not having uh, a corporate czar to tell me what I can and can't write and what uh, can and can't uh, be projected out to the world. And I'm feeling pretty good about my decision, quite frankly. Of course, I'm feeling even better about my decision to come here to AM 12A the Patriot. 16 going on 17 years ago, along with my colleagues Brad Carlson, whose show this normally is on Sundays from 1 to 3. Uh, He'll be back next Sunday. I'll be back next Saturday. King Banyan, of course, every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440. The Businessman, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, has been the titan of Twin Cities media, at least vis-a-vis bringing you the truth for low this entire time, going on an entire generation. It's so weird. 
to be here at AM 1280 The Patriot and to have been the longest-lived person in this building at this point. King Banyan, I believe, technically I started doing the Narn a week before he did, and so I, I beat him by a week. Also, he doesn't get down here that much. He broadcasts live from St. Cloud. He was doing the, he's been doing that for 10 years uh, now, uh, broadcasting from home long before everyone else was doing it. Me, I've been doing it for five months almost, and I'm back in the studio for the first time since March 14th. Right now, i got to say, it's kind of nice to be down here. Uh, radio station doesn't feel the same as it did when I first started in the business decades ago, but it's still kind of fun to be down here in the bunker and doing the whole in-the-studio thing. We'll have to do more of this, although... I've really come to enjoy uh, broadcasting from home this last five months. I don't have a 25-minute drive each way. That's time that I can put back into my day, which is kind of nice. Anyway, either way, whether I'm broadcasting here or there or from the ice on Medicine Lake or wherever, just, just know that the worst day on the air is better than the best day off the air. It's not entirely true, but work with me here. You know what I'm saying. Anyway, 651 Two eight nine four four eight eight. the number to call. I'm going to direct you, as I have many times over the last 16 years, to something I wrote originally in jest. Uh, one of many things that I originally wrote in jest and then realized that you can't make up the jokes fast enough, that in fact my joke, my satire, describes reality more perfectly than the most serious analysis. Uh, the, collectively, the 21... Uh, 21 of these observations, plus some corollaries, I refer to as Berg's Law. Berg's Laws, which are basically jokes that turned out to describe reality perfectly. And the one that gets the most traffic by a considerable margin is Berg's Seventh Law of Liberal Projection. I need to, by the way, rephrase that title because it's today's liberals aren't liberals, as we're about to see. Uh, they're progressives or leftists. Really, Dennis Prager makes the distinction well, and I'm going to uh, probably retie or at least rewrite this law just a tad. Berg's Seventh Law of Progressive Projection, which reads, when a progressive issues a group defamation or attack on conservatives' ethics, character, humanity, or respect for liberty or the truth, they are at best projecting and at worst drawing attention away from their own misdeeds. And this has been the big kahuna of the Berg's Laws for ever since I coined it, I believe, in 2004, when people were yapping about uh, all the evils that George W. Bush was inflicting. And I was pointing out, well, you know, John Kerry has done the same and worse, or George W. Bush's detractors have done the same and worse. And, and I realized my joke reflected reality perfectly. I mean, at face value, Berg's Seventh Law explains all progressive behavior, not so much a strategy as a nationwide inability to engage in dissent from their narrative with anything but projection and straw man and gaslighting. And by the way, there's some corollaries to Berg's Seventh Law. Anytime the the progressive media, to say nothing of uh, the progressive alternative media, what we used to call lefty blogs, although there aren't many of those left, anytime they report on guns or race, they should be distrusted but verified, and then to an almost mathematical standard of invariability, distrusted some more. We'll see a bit of that in today's story. 
And by the way, there are a number of other corollaries which aren't applicable to today's story, but we'll talk about more in the near future since they talk about a number of other issues that are going to be coming up between now and the election, especially with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris at the top of the Democrat ticket. But it does, the Berg's Seventh Law and the McKay corollary to Berg's Seventh Law are both directly applicable to today's, to today's top story. And by top story, I mean top story of this hour on this broadcast. The top story, if you follow the conservative alternative media outlets like ourselves, my blog, Powerline blog, uh, the few other conservative blogs, Brad Carlson's out there as well, and Alpha News, which has distinguished itself in its coverage of news that the Twin Cities media isn't allowed to touch. Things like Ilhan Omar's behavior, uh, the the behavior, the real behavior of quote anti end quote fa, the fascists who act like fascists but call themselves anti-fascist. Well, by the way, the word anti is taking on some connotations these days that are about to render it and the terms that it modifies uh, in uh, to in progressive parlance completely meaningless, as intended. Well, we'll talk about one of those episodes today. Now, one of the things that, that the left likes to say, in fact, constantly harps on and was harping on 20 years ago, uh, in fact, in a very sense, was harping on 40 years ago, was this, some variation on this line. Well, the Republican Party has moved so far to the right, they don't represent the Republican Party of, of, of days of yore. You hear that most constantly from the likes of Laurie Sturdivant, the superannuated doyen of the Star Tribune editorial board, who harkens back to a, a time when the Minnesota Republican Party, at, at, up until fairly recently, were called the Independent Republican Party because they were so disgusted with the National Party in the wake of Watergate in 1975, uh, did, a lot of DFLers will, will harken back to a, a day when the Independent Republican Party was quite a moderate body. They tended to agree with the DFL on an awful lot of issues. And part of this was because they had no power. They had no majority in any seat, uh, in any chamber. I mean, the Republican Party had no majority of any sort in the, uh, in, in the House or the Senate in the state of Minnesota until 2010, going back to, I believe, the, the, the Great Depression. The GOP was out in the cold for the better part of uh, 50 years. And and by the way, I'm sure uh, the fact checkers may point out some 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 exception to that in there. But for the most part, the the GOP had no legislative majorities to work from, or very little in the way of legislative majority to work from. I believe it was in 2010 they took over both chambers for the first time. That was it. There were there were cases such as the 2006 uh, elections where the the GOP might uh, might have taken the House. Uh, and had uh, some moderates to work with in the Senate. So there were cases where the GOP had some chambers. They didn't take complete control of the legislature until 2010 for the first time in decades and decades, maybe a half century. And they had to negotiate. They had to go along. They had to get along. They were led by the likes of Arne Carlson, who on many issues was to the left of his Democratic opposition. I mean, James Lilacs 
uh, told a fantastic story back when he was on the air on another radio station about when he lived in Washington, D.C. and was still identifying as a liberal and said, yeah, I'm from Minnesota, where you have the uh, the pro uh, the 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 pro uh, <laughs> the pro abortion, uh, pro gun control, uh, pro socialist candidate and the Democrat. Kennedy Carlson was to the left of Rudy Perpich on issue after issue after issue. And he spent and governed like a DFL. So, of course, the likes of Laurie Sturdivant are going to hearken back to a time when at least the leadership of the Minnesota Republican Party did their work for them, where there was no real distinction between Republicans and Democrats. It's, the, it's a time that my father, a longtime Union Democrat, hearkens back to. That's when things got done. And it's true if you like lots of stupid things like the Great Society and the Vietnam War. Sure, stuff got done. And then came the Reagan Revolution in 1980, where the GOP pulled itself to its conservative roots, exactly as Ronald Reagan said he would in 1964. Took 16 years to happen. Nationwide, it worked everywhere but Minnesota. Then came 1994, where the party pulled again to its conservative roots and provided an alternative to the Democrats, an alternative that the nation gobbled up, giving the GOP complete control of the House and Senate nationwide for the first time since the Depression. Both chambers. And again, during the Tea Party, which didn't quite sweep the world as, 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 it, as the Gingrich and Reagan revolutions did, but nonetheless did make an impact in 2010. A positive impact if you're a conservative, believe in the first principles on which this country was built. So, yes, the, the Republican Party moved to the right compared to where it had been, where it was basically Democrats with better suits, especially here in Minnesota during the 1940s, 1950s, up, up until Tim Pawlenty was elected to office. And, yeah, I know people say Tim Pawlenty and Lord Colbert were a bunch of rhinos. Oh, shush. They were about as far to the right as could get elected in the state of Minnesota. Because those of you who term, use the term rhino, do keep in mind that if you don't actually get elected to office, you only can do so much good. I mean, when you're off the public stage on election night, your influence goes away till the next election. You got to win some elections. Could somebody to the right of Tim Pawlenty have won? I doubt it. Anyway, I digress. Since Ronald Reagan, since Newt Gingrich, since Tim Pawlenty, for that matter, progressives in the media, pardon my redundancy, have fallen back on the ancient crutch line that all oh, these the Republicans today aren't are your father's Republican Party. They're too extreme. The Republican Party left its base. Why? Ronald Reagan couldn't get elected as a Republican today, which, by the way, is complete garbage. If you ever watched the Time for Choosing speech on Election Eve 1964, he, Ronald Reagan gave a speech that would have sounded perfectly at home at a Tea Party rally. That's the best of the Tea Party, mind you. First principles, conservatism, all of the above. Well, what does this mean when it comes to the DFL? I read Berg's Seventh Law for a reason. We'll come back to that. 651-289-4488. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa. 
Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, I am Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com So you're searching online for that perfect sermon series that you can really dig into, but you can't seem to find what you're looking for. I suggest you give GodTube.com a try. GodTube.com is loaded with sermons from well-known and revered Bible teachers who cover every topic you can imagine. And there are no shady comment threads or questionable content. Just great sermon after sermon. Hear God's word daily, grow deeper in your faith, and be inspired by the sermon section on GodTube.com. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we recognize that this school year was a little different. As you look ahead to a new chapter this fall, TwinCitiesTuitions.com will be here to help with half-price tuitions for first-time students. To see a full list of partnering schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join me. Hey, don't forget, SalemNow.com is the best streaming platform out there, and you don't need to pay a monthly fee to do it. You can watch movies like Uncle Tom, which you should watch now. Get there. It's very, very appropriate, especially uh, well, given the discussions going on out there. Also, Selfie Dad, No Safe Space is also a great movie to watch. Uh, Patterns of Evidence series, all on demand. Plus, the Holy Land experience, Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. Plus, archive video from the War for America Soul Tour. You'd like to see us there. Live music and a whole lot more. Go to SalemNow.com, SalemNOW.com. Check it out. Northern Alliance Radio Network. You hear people on the left, notably locally, but by no means 
limited to Laurie Sturt event of the Star Tribune, whining, well, the Republicans have just moved so far to the extreme right. And when you hear that, I urge you to remember Berg's seventh law, which is universal, omnipresent, notwithstanding the fact that started out as, as a joke, a quip, a wisecrack. It is, in fact, perhaps one of the best barometers of human political behavior uh, that you will ever read. We'll come back to that in a moment. Let's go to the phones, by the way, 651-289-4488. Let's go to Minneapolis. And Pat, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air. Hi, Mitch. Um, yeah, I've been enjoying your program. You know, I I talked with the call screener because I have no way of finding out um, who won in some local Senate district primaries and then the 6th district um, county commissioner. And I wondered if you, I don't have a computer, but I wonder if you can pull that up or if how one would find that out. You would find it out by going to the Secretary of State, uh, State website. Now, if you don't have a computer anywhere... Uh, you might want to uh, call down to your county recorder's office uh, or the county uh, county auditor's office. Uh, city not, Hall, maybe? But they uh, city Hall uh, might, but the county uh, is is the place where they, they will keep the county mm-hmm. the full county election records, especially if you're looking for county commission votes. If you mm-hmm. can get to a computer, the Minnesota Secretary of State's office, uh, if you, uh, you, you go to the Secretary of State's website, there will be a, uh, a, uh, a election results page. Just click on election results. It's up at the top of the page because it's all hot in the news right now. You click on that, and there will be a page that will guide you to all of the election results from statewide, I think down through county level uh, throughout Minnesota. Certainly everything, uh, all of the uh, the, the state level, uh, statewide and district results, both uh, congressional and uh, legislative. Uh, let's go to Hopkins. Dan, welcome to the Northern Alliance uh, Radio Network. You are live and on the air. Hey, Mitch. You're our champion. You're our warrior for conservative ideals. <laughs> My uh, pleasure, so Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and you play a mean lead guitar, too, and a good singer, besides. Well, thank you very so, much. Um, <laughs> say, you know, Dennis Greger did make the point that the conservatives, and he might have even said Republicans, have not been more, have not changed their positions. He said, I define define me and, and, and tell me one area or one topic where we've become more to the right. We've always believed in, um, you know, pro, uh, pro, we're always pro-life. We always believe in low taxes. We always believe in free markets. We always believe in small government. Yep. Um, there might be a, a rhino, you know, maybe a Mitt Romney interspersed in there or somebody. Arnie Carlson. That, Arnie Carlson Arnie qualifies. Carlson, yep. For sure. Yep. The principles but, um, don't change. The execution right. lacks in many ways, but the principles haven't changed. And in fact, this is what I say to Democrats. I say, Ronald Reagan couldn't get elected as a Republican today. He's too far to the, the, the center. It's like, you listen to the time for choosing speech. That is something that could have been said by any Tea Party Republican, could have been said by anyone during the Gingrich Revolution. So you're absolutely right, Dan. Carry on. Or do we drop? I'm sorry. I think we uh, lost Dan. Sorry about that here. So, yeah, the Republican Party hasn't moved. And Dennis Prager is absolutely right. The Republican Party, within the party, you will find a spectrum of positions. You can find people who, who start someplace and move other places. You can find people. Uh, you, you, this is the party that has everybody from Ted Cruz to, to Susan Collins uh, running for office. Uh, they reflect their constituencies and their areas and their eras to some extent. I mean, Susan Collins has been in the Senate forever. She's far and away the most moderate Republican left in the uh, in the Senate. She, she's indistinguishable from what used to be a, a moderate Democrat in some ways. If you can find one, 
Which is where the Berg's Seventh Law reference comes in here. Berg's Seventh Law of Progressive Projection. When a progressive or leftist issues a group defamation or attack on conservatives' ethics, character, humanity, or respect for liberty or the truth, they're at best projecting and at worst drawing attention away from their own misdeeds. I bring this up because it's true. <laughs> and I'll point it out because as as we pointed out, as Dennis Prager points out, the Republican Party as a party has not moved to the right as long as I've been observing politics. In fact, ever since I myself was still a progressive or at least a liberal, at least a Democrat voter uh, going back to, well, high school in the first year or two of college uh, when I became a, a Reagan uh, Republican uh, at, at that point. Uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Is Dan back with us here? Uh, no, Dan actually hung up himself. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll go to calls again in a moment here. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're having some technical difficulties here in the studio, so we're communicating the old-fashioned way. Anyway, when the Democrats say that the Republican Party has moved to the right— well, Berg's Seventh Law bids you to look a little deeper. Because remember, they're projecting something, or they're trying to deflect you away from something. And in fact, the McKay corollary to Berg's Seventh Law reads, anytime the liberal media, to say nothing of other alternative media or the Soros-funded media, reports on issues like guns or race, distrust but verify, and then to an almost mathematical standard of invariability, distrust him some more. I say this because while the Democrats, the DFL in Minnesota, say the Republicans are moving to the right, it is to an absolute fault the case that they are saying that to draw attention from how far to the left, to the extreme left they have moved. Now, you can look at examples like the city of Minneapolis, where... 30 years ago, it would have been unthinkable that a mayor like Don Frazier or, or even Sharon Sales Belton or, or, or R.T. Ryback would have let the mob run roughshod over the city. The, the, the mob might have run roughshod. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think there's any rational case to be made that Don Frazier, Sharon Sales Belton, uh, probably even, uh, who was the other one, uh, R.T. Ryback, Betsy Hodges. I don't think, um, Hodges maybe, 50-50 there. I don't think you would have seen any of them evacuating a police precinct, turning the city over to the mob. For that matter, if you want to go back before the riots, go back to the last Trump rally in Minneapolis, I don't think you would have seen any of them basically inviting, quote, anti, end quote, fat to town and giving them essentially the keys to the city. And on the one hand, asking the Trump campaign for half a million dollars in security uh, spending and to pay for the security and then. On the other hand, saying, oh, by the way, we're not going to provide any security. The police are standing down. And if you're Antifa, by gosh, we hope you don't go beating anybody up. We hope you don't go have six or seven of your lads chasing down uh, elderly women or or anything like that. I don't think you'd have seen that then. Uh, you, you saw Minneapolis trending far 
to the left of Minnesota as a whole decades ago, back when the only alternative to the DFL was the Green Party, which, by the way, remains the case so far and probably will until Minneapolitans wake up. But that's Minneapolis. And and you don't expect much in terms of not being insane progressive far to the left from the city of Minneapolis. Less now than ever before, obviously. Worse now than ever before, clearly. But there used to be some oases of sanity in the Twin Cities. One of them I refer you to is District 67, the Senate and uh, House seats in, in, on the east side of St. Paul. Now, these are districts that a friend of mine who was a DFL organizer, of all things, he used to refer to as the, the east side DFL. At one point was the Republicans' best hope for people to vote for. You had the likes of Jerry Blakey, who, before he slipped the bounds of reason, was something of a moderate DFLer. I mean, people that in the GOP thought about doing a cross-endorsement of someone who, in, in the primaries, at least of, of, a, of a Democrat who was moderate, moderate enough that you didn't feel like taking a shower after talking about them. And this district has reflected this legacy up until fairly recently. The current sitting representative, as of the last session, up until this next next election in District uh, 67, I want to say A, I could be wrong, whichever way I guess. Oh, 67A, I got it right. Uh, the current sitting representative, whose term will be finishing up here shortly, is a fellow named Tim Mahoney. By the way, I'm, I'm told it's not the Tim Mahoney who's the mayor of Fargo or the Christian filmmaker Tim Mahoney of the, uh, of the evidence series that's out on SalemNow.com, or for that matter, the loop-de-loo by North Dakota Standards Democrat mayor of Fargo, much less the rock singer here in the Twin Cities, uh, Tim Mahoney, of uh, the band Tim Mahoney and the Meanies. No, he's none of those Tim Mahoney's. Uh, he is the Minnesota State Representative from 60, 67A, who has always been... A relatively moderate guy, a union Democrat, someone that you could count on to at least be reasonable on issues. How's that changed? Remember, Berg's seventh law is in full effect. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Northern Alliance AM 1280, The Patriot. Father, where's his Sunday best? Mother's tired, she needs a rest. The kids up. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. 
more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. Call Bunyan Plumbing and Drains. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Whoever said an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure might have been dealing with a clogged drain line. Call Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains now for a complete line checkup. Paul Bunyan will use their camera to see exactly what's going on. They'll clean the main line for $175 or a secondary line for just $125 with no trip charge. Certain restrictions apply. For details, visit heypaul.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget. You can't, can't hardly forget. It's all around you. America's liberties are under attack. Why? How? How do we get back to normal as we knew it? Well, go to the, get the answers to these questions. At Morality in the 20th Century with Dennis Prager, looking to the toughest social and moral issues we face today through the lens of our country's rich religious and political history, See it for yourself now at SalemNow.com. So, we've been talking about the DFL's invocation of Berg's Law, or I should say my invocation of Berg's Law in Ray, the, the DFL, the Democratic Party, which, by the way, via their toadies in the media, like Lori Sturdivant, continue to say, well, the Republican Party keeps moving to the right. They're so far extreme. They've left Minnesota. Which is, as was pointed out uh, before uh, in the previous segment, a bunch of baked wind. It's not true. Uh, the, the Republican Party has a range of views, but has largely been consistent. Pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, anti-regulation, pro-security, pro-strong national defense, pro-borders. I mean, this has pretty much been the GOP mainstream going back 40 years since the Reagan Revolution, and to some extent, a significant part of the counterculture in the GOP going back to Barry Goldwater. Hasn't changed that much, people. Uh, to, to, to some extent, the Minnesota GOP is slowly catching up with Reagan and Gingrich. But it hasn't changed much, as opposed to the DFL. Before the break, we were talking about the current occupant of House District 67A, Tim Mahoney. A moderate union Democrat, 
seemed a little bit to the left of the mainstream. But he was an East Side Democrat, pretty typical guy, a union fella, someone who could reach across the aisle on some issues. He, he wasn't the worst anti-gunner, for example, in the House. He towed the party line, but didn't do it with that much passion because a lot of people on the East Side like their guns. With a good reason. Well, well, let's talk about who's moving out to the extreme here. Yesterday, a DFL-endorsed candidate for that district screamed profanities and obscenities and, frankly, threats at a group of teenage girls during a protest yesterday outside the home of Bob Crawl, the uh, lieutenant in the Minneapolis Police Department who heads the Minneapolis Police Union. Uh, John Thompson is his name. He won the primary this past Tuesday, uh, beating Tim Mahoney, longtime representative from that district, to go on to the general election. And unless the Republican Party really kicks in the afterburners and unless East Siders really start waking up, he will wind up being a representative for the East Side, a person of immense political power. This is what he said, a direct quote from Alpha News during yesterday's, quote, peaceful demonstration in Hugo, outside the home of Lieutenant Bob Kroll, who, lest we, lest you forget, is the head of the Minneapolis Police Union, whose job is to, like every other union boss, protect his employees, kind of like a lawyer. Hey, by the way, he's uh, swum against the current among public employees in Minneapolis. He supported Donald Trump as I believe a good chunk of the union may well. Well, this is John Thompson, and I quote, I'm a black man being terrorized by this doggone Klansman right here. No, he didn't say doggone. This is a Salem station. I've got to watch my decorum and language. I'll let you fill in the blanks or or not. Uh, Shouted John Thompson, who won the primary Tuesday for House District 67A, the formerly moderate district uh, represented by Tim Mahoney. Quote, Y'all got the grand wizard living in your <clears throat> doggone neighborhood. Grand wizard. That's like a, a general in the Ku Klux Klan. Don't run now, he yelled. Don't run now, racist white people. I'm here. Oh, yeah, we pull up. We pulled the heck up again. Not heck. Work with me here. It's a Salem station. Got to mind the decorum. Thompson continued, blue lives ain't squat. And if people here don't support black people, the heck with Hugo, Minnesota. While he was shouting, Thompson was looking in the direction of a group of four to five teenage girls who were standing in their front driveway watching the demonstration. One of their acquaintances apparently wore a Blue Lives Matter T-shirt but had gone back inside. Thompson, by the way, was endorsed by the uh, East Side DFL and by Governor Waltz in his campaign for state legislature. Waltz uh, said, quote, I've known John for years. His fierce advocacy and commitment to his community is exactly what's needed in the state legislature right now. I look forward to working with him as the next state representative for 67A, Walt said in his uh, endorsement. He also received the endorsement of Keith Ellison and 4th District Congresswoman uh, Betty McCollum. Thompson's comments were made during a protest yesterday outside Kroll's home in Hugo. Kroll, a supporter of President Trump and head of the Minneapolis Police Union, has faced calls to resign 
ever since he promised to fight for the jobs of the officers involved in George Floyd's death. Which is, and not to pop anybody's balloon here, but is his job. He's the head of the Minneapolis Police Union. It's what he's elected to do. It's part of the job description. Be the advocate for your officers. And it's hard to do. The evidence against officers Chauvin and and his other three uh, colleagues seeming fairly damning, at least for some charges. Not nearly adequate for others. But that's his job. It's like calling his lawyer a Klansman for defending him. One suspects John Thompson knows this. One suspects that the people to whom he is appealing for votes don't. Alpha News was there yesterday, by the way, during the demonstration, filming protesters as they marched uh, through Kroll's neighborhood out in the uh, northern exurbs, uh, Hugo. By the way, there are other footage shown of Thompson's speech showing him wondering why uh, the protesters were, quote, so peaceful, end quote. Then he told a man holding a Blue Lives Matter sign to, quote, take that sign and, quote, stick it, end quote, where the sun doesn't shine. And he went on to say, and I quote with significant digression from the original text, shall we say, quote, and this is a quote from Alpha News, we coming for everything that you people took from us, said Thompson, direct quote, on video, quote, this whole darned state burned down for 20 doggone dollars. You think we give a hoot about burning Hugo down? Now, I'm going to guess that if we were going to get a group of conservatives to go to the home of local progressivism, which, by the way, isn't the east side of St. Paul. It's Crocus Hill. It's Kenwood. It's uh, Roseville. And say, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to burn Kenwood, Crocus Hill, or Roseville down. This would be top uh, top story of the night. This would draw a uh, concerned knitting of brows and fumfering and Victorian vapors from media nationwide about the intolerance, racism, and violence-prone nature of conservatism. They had the, had the slide into extremism of the American right. By the way, uh, Alpha News uh, also reported yesterday uh, John Thompson uh, yelling profanities at bystanders and anti-police rhetoric uh, with neighborhood children and residents. Quote, and this is a direct quote from Alpha News, we sick of your white <clears throat> tush. Uh, this at a demonstration outside Lieutenant Bob Kroll's house. Now, say what you will about Bob Kroll. Say I'm uh, doing his job, whether you find his job savory or not. It is his job. Uh, this qualifies as a threat, perhaps a terroristic threat. Uh, do you think we give a... <clears throat> darn about burning Hugo down Uh, saying that that uh, this whole state burned down over 20 doggone dollars uh, and 
I mean, if the if it goes without saying that if the positions were reversed, any conservative of any race, mind you, who said or did anything of the sort in Crocus Hill, Kenwood, Powderhorn, any of the the strongholds, for that matter, my neighborhood in the Midway, any of the strongholds of the Twin Cities left, if anyone were to say anything of the sort. They would be called terrorists. They would be called wannabe baby killers. Uh, In fact, I mean, if you're a conservative and you say, I support sane, rational policies leading to the reopening of the economy, you're accused of killing grandma. If you say you believe that there are two sexes and that there are really two genders plus any number of things that can be conjured up from the imagination, you're considered to be a terrorist. You you get if you're a legislator, God help you, and you say, Well, there are two sexes, one for each gender, and gender is not a construct uh, for someone of moderately mental moderately uh, normal mental health ideation. You're regarded as some backward, redneck, drooling, slobbering, white supremacist terrorist. And yet, DFL-endorsed candidate from the formerly moderate District 67A in St. Paul. You think we give a darn about burning Hugo down? Think about this come election time, ladies and gentlemen. Not just in Hugo, not just in Burnsville, but in St. Paul. These are the people who want to represent you. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. There was a girl I used to know. She died. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Audiences everywhere are saying Uncle Tom is a must-see movie. Fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Excellent. Breathtaking. A movie that is changing hearts and minds. I really feel inspired. We're going to put up statues because of what this film may do. An eye-opening masterpiece of the real history of America. They want to cover up history. I didn't study that kind of stuff when I was in history. They are actively learning their history wrong. Why have you hidden this from me? Starring Larry Elder. And Uncle Tom is somebody who has sold out by embracing the white man. Candace Owens. I'm a black female. I should be at the top of the progressive stack. Brandon Tatum. They believe that I want to be accepted in the white community. Kind of like the house Negro back in slavery. And Herman Cain. As my late grandfathers used to say, I does not care. These are the voices of the movie Uncle Tom. Get your copy today at UncleTom.com. Use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. 
Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hi, it's Keith Hittner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your Real Estate Chalk Talk, where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hittner Sr. and Keith Hittner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hittner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HittnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Get an $8,025 high-efficiency gas furnace for just $4,012 through this special offer from Blue Ox Heating and Air in this station. There's just one half-price furnace. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab, then Half-Price Offers, or call the station now. AM 12A, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. One short segment to go, and the phone calls have been lighting up. So let's go. Let's go to, uh, let's take the calls. Let's go to Shoreview. Bob, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are on the air. Go right ahead. Uh, yes, I have an objection to the newspaper man that you just quoted saying that over a mere $20 fake bill. That is not true. They pulled, according to the latest videos that they've been showing, they pulled George Floyd from the driver's seat, and everybody there knew he was high on something. Now, that is a DUI. That's driving uh, impaired. Uh, that that's probably a bigger reason why they pulled him out and wanted to get him in the squad car. A bigger it, reason than the fake it, it twenty dollar bill. It looked, yeah. That there's there's a case to be made for that. And thanks for your call, Bob. Yeah, no, he he was clearly having some sort of a medical crisis. Uh, and by the way, the body cam footage makes that fairly clear and makes it fairly clear. I think that uh, Keith Ellison trying to charge him for second degree unintentional murder. Uh, trying Officer Chauvin for that is going to be a stretch. In fact, could entirely possibly get in a in a just world get dismissed. Which, oh, Katie, bar the door. Uh, good point, Bob. Thanks for your uh, call. Let's go back to Hopkins. Dan has rejoined us briefly. Dan, go right ahead. One more question. <laughs> Thank you. Say, um, Jason Lewis. Um, go, with Jason Lewis. Is it? I heard that it was a statistical tie that he had with Kenneth Smith. I have um, heard that, that 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 is the case, that uh, we're in a statistical time. How, how did they arrive at that? Yeah, I, how did they arrive at that, I wonder? Any ideas? I, I don't have oh. any idea. It depends on the sampling. It depends on who they asked and how they asked it. It depends on whether they are, they are likely voters or registered voters. Uh, I, I don't have all the details in front of me. And I will go through. Actually, I'm, my people are working on getting uh, candidate Lewis uh, hopefully our next senator uh, on on the show here in the near future, because uh, we definitely need to get him out there to the people. But, yeah, there is word, at least from some polling of a statistical time. Now, there are different polls. Each poll has different samples. And their the polling is not science. It's really just sort of it's about the same as modeling health care outcomes. Six, five, one, two, eight, nine, four, four, eight, eight. Speaking of outcomes and modeling. Uh, there has been no more politically fraught and uh, and and topsy-turvy subject in Minnesota than the modeling by which the Minnesota Department of Health and the Waltz administration have tried to predict uh, the results of the COVID virus. And it'd be fair to say that if they were uh, high school math students, they would have flunked. Uh, they, the models 
predicted in, back in May that by this past week or two, we'd have been passing 22,000 deaths from COVID in Minnesota with the state shutdown, mind you. Not if they just let things slide and, and, and deregulate the entire response like they did in South Dakota and to a great extent North Dakota. 22,000 deaths were predicted by the model, and we're just flirting with 1,700 at this point. Each and every one of them a tragedy, each and every one of a human life, each and every one that, that we would love to be able to prevent, but viruses being what they are, can't be entirely pre- prevented despite our best efforts, just like car accidents. Nobody try, almost nobody tries to go out and get killed in a car accident. It's a risk you take. It's a calculated risk that you do your best to, to, to avoid most people successfully, just as it's happened with COVID. Now, I know that there are people in, in this listening audience who are on several sides of this issue. For example, the idea of wearing masks. I, I know people in this audience who refer to masks as face diapers and will flog the, the research that shows that wearing a mask is more dangerous than not wearing a mask, which... I think is somewhat contravened by the idea that surgical staff worldwide have been wearing them as a matter of SOP for 100 years or more now, maybe closer to 150. So they they do have a medical purpose. They prevent you from spreading contamination to other people. And for that, if you are a sample of people who are asymptomatic but still infected, it's hypothetically possible that you could be passing the infection on. And there are people who think, well, we should shut the state down and, and keep it shut down and keep everyone shut down until we have a vaccine. There was a group of, quote, public health experts, end quote, this past week, including the head of the, uh, I believe, the Minneapolis, no, the Chicago Fed, I want to say, who said it's time to uh, shut the entire economy down for six weeks, an absolutely airtight quarantine for six weeks to stomp out the virus completely. I know people in the audience on both sides of this. And with that in mind, there's an article that came out yesterday in the, uh, actually earlier this week, in the New York Magazine Intelligencer uh, section entitled, The Good But Not Great News About T-Cells and Herd Immunity. Now, the T-Cell story is interesting. It indicates that it's entirely possible that due to a, a, a the way the human immune system is designed, that there might be cells in your immune system that, while you haven't been exposed to COVID, have been exposed to similar viruses and learn, if you will, how to react to viruses that are similar. And just so we're clear, the common cold is one of several varieties of what? Coronavirus. And via dealing with the coronavirus that causes the common cold, your body, your immune system, develops some capacity to deal with other coronaviruses like COVID-19. It's a theory, but some science is developing that indicates that a good chunk of the population via these T-cells has some innate immunity or at least resistance to the the ravages of COVID-19. Which brings us to another uh, point, and that's herd immunity. I'm quoting the piece in, Intelli- in the New York Magazine Intelligence. At the beginning of the pandemic, the basic rule of thumb was that herd immunity was reached when 60% of the population was exposed either through infection or vaccination. 
This is a figure given by a very basic calculation that doesn't sound like much on the radio, so I'll hold on to that. I'll post this at ShotInTheDark.info tomorrow, no, no doubt. The first suggestion came across the threshold might be considerably lower was from uh, Carl Friston, a British neuroscientist who specialized in mathematical modeling of brain function, was developing models to compare the different trajectories of disease uh, of COVID in different countries. The answers are sometimes counterintuitive, said Mr. Friston, Professor Friston, to The Guardian in May. For example, says Friston, it looks as if the low German fatality rate is not due to their testing capacity, which was spectacular, but rather due to the fact that the average German is less likely to get infected and die than the average Brit. Why? Well, there's various possible explanations, but one that looks increasingly likely is that Germans has more immuno- have more immunological dark matter, people who are impervious to infection, or at least infection by COVID, perhaps because they are geographically isolated or have some sort of natural resistance. It's like the dark matter in the universe. We can't see it, but we know something is there that accounts for what we can see. In a later interview, uh, Friston suggested that truly susceptible portion of the population was certainly not 100 percent, uh, but has a much smaller share, per- surely below 50 percent and likely closer to about 20 percent. Now, if it happens that this is evenly distributed throughout humanity, well, that's very good news. If there is an ethnogenetic version of it, say Northern Europeans are more resistant than other ethnogenetic traits, oh, I don't think our society is ready to confront that notion, do you? We'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. If you or someone you know is living with metastatic breast cancer, Listen to Find Your MBC Voice Radio online at findyourmbcvoice.com, the streaming channel that helps you get informed and feel empowered when faced with a metastatic breast cancer diagnosis. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com to find your strength, to find your community, to find your MBC Voice. I know that on those tablets Mr. Moses brought down is the commandment to not covet, but I'll confess. My neighbor and his lawnmower is making it tough. He's got this stand-behind, ride-along space shuttle that covers probably three times more space than my trusty old lawn boy. So, when we have who mows the fastest races, which are completely fabricated in my head, he has some impressive advantages that I just don't have. And at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're blessed to have a pretty special advantage of our own, and one that could be a big deal for you. Our team is lucky to be an arm of a bigger company that is a direct lender which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Millville Park, Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or you. Warning. 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 Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue 
to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. At American Family Insurance, we know owning a business takes hard work. From long days to long nights, starting your own business is a dream worth pursuing. We're right here in your community and we'll be here for you every step of the way. American Family Insurance is focused on protecting the business you've worked so hard to build so you can keep moving towards what's next. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 5378. 